When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Hour number three here on a Friday, the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. I'm just getting in, getting my coffee going. I'm all ready to roll as we get ready for this Friday. A lot going on. Is it almost one of those? Is it today like one of those sports equinox days close to it where we got a, a lot going on? We've got NHL hockey going on. We got the NFL draft going along. Baseball's heating up. NBA tonight as well. You got a little bit of everything. I got to say, you know, the equinox usually is just in October. Right in October, right. But this is, I mean, I think this counts. I think counts. NFL draft <laughs> rounds two and three tonight. Yep. Like you said, two NBA games, hockey tonight, Bruins trying yep. to close it out. Uh, in Florida, and of course, full slate of Major League yeah. Baseball. Uh, I think it counts. It counts. It counts. I, I, I'm counting that because a lot of people are going to be watching the NFL draft. It was like that yesterday, uh, and we'll be watching it again yeah. tonight. Um, again, I have to find out what the rating was for last night. Are the ratings out yet for the NFL draft? And usually it's always a peak at the top, right, when you see when the quarterbacks, but was the Will Levis drama enough for people in the round one to stick around to see when Will Levis would get drafted? or Jalen Carter would get drafted. Uh, I, I said this about the NFL draft for all the people out there. The NFL lucked out. The NFL lucked out with this NFL draft. You know why? Because they picked Kansas City as a whole city a couple years back. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, cool. Drafts coming to Kansas City. I don't think the NFL could have ever imagined that the Kansas City Chiefs would be coming off of a Super Bowl victory and hosting the actual NFL draft. So what does that mean? When you win a Super Bowl, what does that mean? That means you pick last. Pick 31. So had this game, or sorry, this game, had this draft been in Houston or Indianapolis, teams that are picking at the top, you've kind of got the fan base there, but I've been to a draft before. After your fan base picks, you're like... All right, I'm good. Check out. Like, I'm good. Yep. Like, the Texans would have picked last night two and three, and everybody would be like, all right, we're done. Let's go home because our team has already picked. But because the Chiefs were picking last at pick 31, because there's only 31 picks last night. Thank you, Miami. Last night, the, the Kansas City Chiefs fans – had to stay to the end because they wanted to know who was the pick that was joining (laughs) Chiefs Kingdom. So they stayed all the way to the end, almost close for me, which was almost close to 9 Pacific, 9 p.m. Pacific time here, but close to midnight Eastern 
was when the draft ended, and I'm telling you, those pictures, those aerial views, that place was still packed because they were waiting for that pick. The NFL lucked out last night, TJ. They lucked out they lucked by out, doing it. Kirk, they lucked out by the fact that Clark Hunt got to place the, the, the Vince the Lombardi trophy up there with the rest. But my whole point was, was once we got around pick like 27, I started thinking, right. is there, like, they wouldn't, they're not going to trade out. Like, are they, Ooh. but what if they get like a, the an offer they can't, yeah, I was in there thinking, yeah. would they do that? They know that they've got to, mind you, Fans of all the teams are there, but primarily Correct. you're in Kansas City. That's the largest fan base there. And around 28, like I said, I'm thinking, are, what would be the chances? Like, that would be awful for the fans. They couldn't do anything with the trophy. But, like, what if they got a <laughs> an offer that they couldn't refuse? And I, yeah, I was like, like, kind of like, what are they going to do here? But they kept the pick and, you know, things went to plan, well, I that, guess. That was the funny part because the final eight picks last night – and you know I, I'm doing post game or post draft show coverage, and so we're trying to gauge when will the draft end. It's like oh well, it was eight picks left, and uh, a colleague of mine said, hey, let's just we'll put maybe five or seven minutes on the clock for each team, and roughly, I said no, the, the, each team is going to use these picks that, that maximum amount of time. They're going to use all ten minutes. It's like I say, well, because you're at the end of round one, you're closer to round two. I'm going to wait and see if any team gets super thirsty, right? Gets super, like, excited <laughs> wait, and see if calls that phone in rings? for a draft. Right? Yeah. Calls in for a trade to try to get back into round one. Or, hey, you know what? We had this guy ranked in our top 10, top 15. Right now, you're at 27. We're jumping to 27, and you can gain another pick. So I always felt that the last, like, six to eight picks of a round – you usually go the full duration of the time on the clock because you're hoping someone calls you mm-hmm. and do what? Trade with you. Make you get more you picks. Get you're able to get there, more man. picks. And I think that's why a team like Pittsburgh, maybe they wanted to trade back into the first. They said, no, we're better off being the team that starts off the picking in the second round than trading back into the first round. But one of the things I did enjoy, I always love enjoying, is because – uh, and my wife says, oh, you're not very, um, she says, my fashion style is different. Yeah, because I'm a dad, okay? <laughs> I, I just like, exactly. th- there's dad clothes that I wear. I, I'm not into the, like I said, when I was in my 20s, maybe mid-30s, now it's like, I go for the comfortable comfort, look. Yeah. I go for comfort. So I do always watch the draft in terms of what the drip looks like. Mm-hmm. What's the clothing attire? What are the guys start to wear when it comes to the NFL draft? And Especially a day like that when it's your introduction to the world. Introduction yeah. to the world. We want to see you because we've seen some of those suits. Like one of the um, more memorable suits is the, remember the LeBron James 2003, all white, the all double-breasted all-white all white that everything. went always to, to, his, uh, to the knees. I always yeah. think about the, uh, was that the 96 draft with Kobe and Stefan Marbury, all those yeah. guys, just AI. the, the, the AI, gigantic suits, the yeah, box suits, style back then, man. Where like it was like a, a ten button minimum. Jalen <laughs> Rose, of course, in his red pinstripe suit, that was legendary. Right. So we go from that to some of the looks that we saw last night in the NFL draft. I'm still trying to figure out this new look that's going around. We saw it with Travis Kelsey when he hosted Saturday Night Live. Bryce Young also had the same suit look. It's a suit, but yet it's like, and for our TV viewers, you can see it. For our radio listeners, I'll try to describe it. It is a basically a signature suit. But Is that yet, salmon? 
it, that's a nice little salmon color. Salmon color. Not, not, yeah, salmon color. I rock with that. But there's like two like sleeves, like shoulder <laughs> sleeves with the buttons that are hanging down yeah. at the bottom. And people are saying that it's kind of like a, a scarf look. Like the <laughs> scarf hangs down at the bottom. If you put a suit on, but the scarf is in and you let the scarf hang down. I'm still trying to get this look. I don't understand well, it. What did you say yet. earlier it reminds you of with a, with a sweatshirt? Yeah, it, it reminds me of like the, the, uh, like the soccer mom. You know, they, wear, they, they tie the a sweatshirt around the waist yeah. and, and the, the sleeves are hanging down a little bit and then you put a suit coat over it. That's what it looks like. <laughs> well, that's Hopefully that description works for the people out there listening on radio. Well, you know, Kirk, it's like whenever you buy like a jacket or something, you usually get extra buttons, right? <laughs> this, this type of suit looks like it gave you extra sleeves. Extra yep. sleeves, Just right. Just in case, I don't know, you get in a fight and one rips off, you have another sleeve you can sew up in the joint. Look, I'm, I'm all for it, though, man. If you, Why not? It's guess, different. It's different. Is yeah. some different. Um, other suits I saw last night, I mean, we can kind of have to go through some of them. I think the guy who was the most colorful in terms of his was Tyree Wilson, oh, uh, yeah. the pick for the Raiders at pick seven. Uh, it was a black suit with uh, a colorful arrangement. That's uh, great. It's a uh, tuxedo, but, man, he uh, – it, it was it was good. It was nice. Is I mean, he wearing an undershirt or is it no, just uh, uh, it's an undershirt? Yeah, he's got an undershirt, but it, it's like Miami Vice undershirt. <laughs> it's like he's on the like he's four buttons down because he's got to let the ice show. He's got the the, the chains on, yep. and so if you're gonna have all of that bling, you can't go one button down. You got to go at least three to four buttons like Miami Vice. You got to. Right. So he was uh, Tyree Wilson, guy who stole the show. Yeah, C.J. Stroud went pick two. And for me, for all the people out there with young kids, I thought he kept, like, he sat in some Play-Doh or some clay or something <laughs> like that. Because of, like, these spotches of patches of, like, clay or look like. Yeah, yes. But it was uh, part of the design of a suit. Clean look, the clean look. But there's, like, the little spots throughout the suit. The and I'm like, what, what's going on here? It has to be a nod to the Buckeyes. Ohio, that is true. You know? uh, TJ, you did say that we have to come together. The NFL must come together. For the guys who do have the long hair. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was about to get into that to you earlier. We got to get into you know? this with the long hair, guys. Thing with brothers is like, I, when my locks are done and I'm wearing a hat, I like to have like a do-rag or something okay. to put on, you know, to keep the hair you know, it's if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But I feel like maybe when they're giving these cats with the braids and the locks, right. maybe we should give them like a do rag, a little something just to put over the head, and then they can put the hat on so I, you don't mess the hair up. I even said with Bryce Young, Bryce Young, the number one overall you got, pick. You got waves. He's, he's got, got a, a, he's got cat, a nice man. little, nice little crop of hair on on yeah. the top, and then yep. he goes and they get in front. They give him the hat. And the hat don't fit. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the hat doesn't fit. Like literally, so he. I remember I watched him put the hat down once, and then it pops off because he's got too much hair. Yeah. He pulls it down again, <laughs> and then finally, it's just like a prop. He just puts the hat on top <laughs> just for everybody to see. Hey, I got the Carolina Panthers hat on, but it doesn't fit. So now the NFL, they got to do something. Maybe it's um, you give them a visor. Could a, could a visor, visor work? Perhaps. Yeah, a draft visor. I mean, look, I, I don't <laughs> think you necessarily, they're ever going to change. The hat, it is cool. And it's it also hat, sometimes fun to see when cats can't get the hat on. It's a money, <laughs> look, think about it. You give him the hat, and he says, oh, I can't do the hat. Oh, here's the draft visor. 
I know a lot of visor guys out here too. Come on now, a lot they're of also, visor guys. Also dads. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dads who throw, <laughs> throw an NFL draft visor on, right? Uh, I mean, you are a dad. You I can't guess do now, a, a draft you? beanie though. Why not? <laughs> like, what you have all dra- these cats wear draft beanie. beanie. Yeah, no, the beanie would work. <laughs> I don't know. Next year in Detroit, it might be a little colder. Oh, yeah, maybe a little colder. We might have to be. go draft yeah. beanie. A draft beanie. <laughs> or maybe we give them options. You could wear a baseball hat. You could wear a beanie. Maybe they got a team issued scarf. She put the scarf on. Yeah, soccer? You know. Yeah. Like soccer, soccer that's it's big in the soccer world right yeah. there. You know what? Also, <laughs> it, it just dawned on me again. I forgot to talk about this a little bit earlier. But um, kudos to Roger Goodell. Outstanding job last night. Because he did something. He brought out human shields last night. <laughs> right. It was smart. He was smart. Yeah. He brought out human shields. Yeah, he brought he still out, got the booze. Man. He got the booze, but the booze quickly turned to cheers. Yeah, you can't boo. Like, <laughs> and now Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Oh, 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 he's followed by <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. And the fans are like, boo, wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was That's funny. Cheating. That was he, he cheated well, yeah, because night. Stone Street came out and he would do something. And you could still hear, even when Stone Street was up there, like I said, a lot of these these aren't all Chiefs fans in the crowd. Right. There were still kind of murmurs, but then once he brought out Kelsey and Mahomes, you got to well, show gotta respect, yeah. man. Because you know? they were going to boo Goodell for a long time. Like I said, it's a tradition that we love to see. It's just like you boo the commissioner. I still don't know why we do it, but people love to do it. And, and then all of a sudden, start? how did it start? When did the first Goodell boos hit? I think you draft? know. I think the first boos really started that I can really remember is like a unit. It's hockey with Gary Bettman really? and Feller. You probably speak on this when Gary Bettman was doing. Mm. The draft man, he would get booed out of the. I mean, viciously. I know, but for yeah, Goodell, so I think not Goodell, liked at all. Honestly, you want to know when, when it started? When did the Goodell stuff. So I, I think thought, it kind of. I thought it, it started that. Deflategate with the Patriots fans. I thought when Deflategate happened, Maybe. that when Goodell was kind of the, the, it seemed like the point guy, and everybody blamed Goodell for Deflategate. But the Patriot fans did, so I felt like everybody kind of. Always got But it happened in it. the NBA too. Like David Stern was getting booed. So I think it's just something that just started at one of these drafts and just it's carried over. Stern would get booed. David, you know, all the commissioners. Nobody likes management. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Do we like Rob Manfred? Do they boo him? <laughs> well, the baseball well, they don't draft, have a draft. The baseball like, draft isn't yeah, like, isn't like it, a thing. Yeah. Like the That's NBA true. and NFL draft. There's nothing but that's like what, the, If they did, oh, he most certainly. Would get booed. Yeah, I don't think Adam Silver gets booed. Dude. Oh, yes, he does. It, he, it's amazingly. Now? Yeah, I can't understand that. I think this is a thing now. People just do it. I I don't think Silver deserves to get booed. And I remember I was taken aback. It was like his second, maybe his third year right. when the boos start coming. I'm like, why are we booing? Yeah, but, him, you know, but, rest in peace. You know, God rest his soul. David Stern would get, would get booed by yeah. Lakers fans. And right. Stern because would, he nixed the. Uh, and Stern would always kind of deflect the booing. He yeah. kind of turned it on the crowd. He was pretty good at that, from what yeah. I remember. Stern, yeah, Stern knew about it though. He was like, "I, I you know, I'm, I'm good he with it. it." Yeah. But Lakers fans, they st- they didn't they didn't like it because of that trade. They wanted Chris Paul, and he stopped the trade. He yeah, mixed well, it. He did the right thing. Well, well it could have been CP3 and it Kobe. Didn't need to be, you know, you know, could have been fun. Yeah, but Chris Paul would have gotten hurt, and then you would have oh, lost here in the you playoffs. Go. Like it would have been a thing. Oh, look at that! The perfect segue. Would have been a thing. The perfect segue. <laughs> perfect segue. <laughs> we were talking all NFL, but. We got to talk a little NBA because we got two games tonight, a doubleheader tonight, two game sixes. Starting off the Warriors, Kings, later on Grizzlies, and also going against the Lakers. 
but also some other questions involving some teams that may need to blow it up. That's why I'm bringing in Zach Harper, our uh, NBA guest, in just a couple uh, couple minutes. I want to get his thoughts on what may be happening. And then also, too, there's this rumor that maybe Giannis is done in Milwaukee. We'll get to all of that coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show. Zach Harper coming up next. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O-Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I said we've been talking a lot of NFL because the NFL draft finally came. The first round went, but we also had NBA action on last night as the Atlanta Hawks took care. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks lost 128 to 120 to the Boston Celtics, who now advanced to the Eastern Conference semifinals. We got a doubleheader tonight as the last spot, the last, I guess, uh, two teams to get into the Western Conference semifinals, still up for grabs, and maybe that could be settled tonight. And a guy who's going to help me understand what's going on in the NBA and a lot of rumors flying around. My guy, Zach Harbert, the NBA writer for The Athletic, radio host on SiriusXM NBA and Sirius Mad Dog Radio, and follow him on Twitter, at Talk Hoops. Zach, I need your help, man. Before we get to tonight's games and what happened last night, just rumors circulating over the last couple of days with that early exit from the Milwaukee Bucks, that could Giannis Antetokounmpo possibly saying, you know what, I'm maybe done in Milwaukee? What's what, what's going on over here in Milwaukee, Zach? I think that's extreme. I'm not I'm not buying that. I think Giannis is 
I think the weird thing is, like, Giannis is one of those, like, insanely loyal dudes, right? right. And mm-hmm. so when he starts throwing Mike Budenholzer under the bus, which is exactly what he did after that loss, mm. man, we didn't make adjustments. I would have liked to guard, uh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler more, but that's yeah. the coach's call. That's, like, that's very throwing him under the bus. Giannis doesn't talk like that. And so I think Mike Budenholzer is probably going to be out. Um, that's not confirmed, but it's probably going to be out. And then I think we see the – like where they want to go with the coach, whether that's Charles Lee, their, their um, very popular assistant, or whether that's someone else, like maybe bringing in Nick Nurse, who just got fired in, in Toronto. Like I think that's the change we're going to see. I can't imagine Giannis would be like, all right, get me out of here. Yeah, I know, just disappointing loss. And so you see the fallout over the last couple of days. And people, I'm just saying, watching, trying to figure out their roles on the team. It's just so much up in the air. And I can't believe it. They're out of the playoffs. But now you talk about the teams who are in the playoffs. And we talk about last night's game. The Boston Celtics, they get a win. They win game six. They move on to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Now we know Sixers, Celtics. How does this Eastern Conference semifinal, conference semifinal matchup for you on both sides, whether it's the Knicks versus the Heat and also now the Celtics versus the Sixers? I mean, it's. Is it weird that I'm more interested in Knicks Heat because mm. both these teams are kind of scrappy and we have the history? Like, you look at the rich history of just the last, like, 25 years, 26 years between these two teams. There's a lot of fights. Remember Amari Stoudemire once punched a fire extinguisher? <laughs> like, there's been a lot that's happened in this rivalry. And to get it renewed with two hard-nosed teams that make a lot of, like, hard-nosed winning plays, like, I'm excited for that series. Like, don't get me wrong. Sixers Celtics is going to be great. Right. We've seen this story before. That's just all about can Joel Embiid be dominant against the Celtics, which he hasn't been in the past. Like his numbers over the, against the Celtics in the playoffs are good, but they're not dominant, and it hasn't led to very many wins. And so, like, that's just a can this guy get over the hump against his team? Knicks Heat, who knows what's going to happen when Jimmy Butler's out there? Is there a legitimate shot for the winner of that series, whether it's the Heat or the Knicks? to actually win an NBA title, or is it just about getting to the NBA Finals and see what happens when you get there? I'm still in on the Heat. Like, I, Look, the Heat were a shot away from making the NBA Finals last year. Okay. right? And would they have beaten the Warriors in the, in the Finals? Like, Probably not. I can't imagine they would have, but I think it would have been tough, and I think they would have put up a good fight. Um, so I think it would probably be more like that. I don't think the Knicks quite have it. Jalen Brunson's really good. The role players are playing really well. I think Julius Randle needs to be a lot better if they're going to start thinking about, all right, can we beat the Celtics or the Sixers? But I do think the Heat, there's still enough there over the last few years where if they're hitting three-point shots, everything else they do makes it really difficult to beat them. NBA writer for The Athletic and radio host on SiriusXM NBA Radio, Zach Harper joining the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. You know, Zach, obviously we talked about one side of it, but 76ers, Celtics, what should we expect uh, this going six, seven? What should we possibly expect? I know the health of Embiid is a big part of this, but what should we expect from this series? It should go seven, but like you said, like Embiid, it just, man, it seems like there's always something, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's one time he was sick. There's one time he's been dealing with injuries. He got his face broken last year. Like, there's always something with Embiid in the postseason. And it is, man, it is this, like, this just black hole of misfortune when it comes to everyone involved in the Sixers. Like, James Harden always finds a way to flame out, right? Right. Like, Joel Embiid always finds a way to, to flame out. 
Doc Rivers, the like the king of blowing three one leads in NBA <laughs> coaching history. Yeah. So you have all of these good things. Like I mean, the Sixers have had some decent teams, and they've made it to the conference finals once in the last like twenty two years, right? Like I mean, yeah. it's, it's like they don't have success. Whereas the Celtics, they're this institution and everything. But it all comes down to if Embiid plays like the MVP, it puts the Celtics in a tough predicament. But we don't that consistency from Joel Embiid in the postseason year after year. You know, Brockman brought up a little bit earlier when you think about the Western Conference and the Denver Nuggets versus the Phoenix Suns. Is it an upset if the Nuggets lose to the Suns? Because the Nuggets are a team that's been built all season long where the Suns team has been built five minutes ago. So if the Suns team that comes together beats the Nuggets, it's not a big upset. How do you see that series playing out? Isn't it kind of messed up that if the Nuggets lose to Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul, we're like, oh, you guys blew it, right? Right, like, it's exactly. Up, but that's, that's the thing. Like, you're the one seed. You're the team who's been saying for two years, hey, if we're just healthy in the playoffs, look out. Well, you're healthy in the playoffs now, and you have a two-time MVP who, I don't know, maybe wins the third one in a row this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that voting shook out, but, but you have at least a two-time MVP who really has not done – much in terms of team winning in the playoffs. They made the conference finals one year in the bubble, but you know we, we don't know what to do with that yet. We still don't have the space historically to properly judge that. And so a lot of people say, look, you're the one seed, you got an MVP, everyone talks this team up and talks this dude up. We need to see postseason results. And yet, you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Like, other than Jimmy Butler, nobody is playing better than Devin Booker right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he, is, he is an absolute destroyer in this in this postseason so far and and now you have you know a team with a lot of questions defensively on the perimeter trying to handle him and Kevin Durant but at the same time the Suns go about four and a half deep right now in their rotation like they they don't have any depth and Kevin Durant's playing like 45 minutes like a night like I just uh, there's part of me that fears that that's not going to hold up it sounds like Jimmy Butler too, though. Jimmy Butler playing about fifty-five minutes a game in a forty-eight <laughs> minute game. Fifty-five minutes in forty-eight minute games. I don't know how he does it. He's just going out there at, at halftime and, and running drills. Exactly. <laughs> um, the Lakers win tonight because, or the Grizzlies win tonight because. The the Grizzlies win tonight if if they can push the pace. I think they mm-hmm. found something in the last two games. The, the second half of game uh, game four, and then and then all of game five. When they push the pace against this Lakers team, this Lakers team can't really hold up. Right. Like they, they can't keep up with this team. And so when Desmond Bain and John Moran are able to just get out in transition, and whether that leads to a fast-break fast break bucket or not, you at least create some defensive mismatches by, by the Lakers having to scramble back. And so I think that's how they keep the series alive is, like, look, LeBron had a great game with the 2020 the other night. Last couple of games, he looks old. Like, yeah. he, he, like he's mm-hmm. not moving the way you expect him to move. And that's a tough standard to hold him to. But I, I think if the Lakers can slow this thing down and make it about skill and make it about stars, I think they, they close this thing out. The same thing over in the other matchup tonight, the, the early matchup, the appetizer, which is the Kings and the Warriors. Can the Kings pull one off in, 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 uh, in, in, at the Chase Center in San Francisco? Or is it finally the Warriors have found something with Draymond Green coming off the bench for this series? I think they found something, but if you look at, at the Kings right now, maybe this is maybe this is just the lack of experience, although the guys that, that are struggling right now do have some experience. Um, 
Kevin Herter shooting 16% from three. That's a guy that should hit over 40%. Malik Monk shooting 32% from three. That's a 40% shooter. Harrison Barnes shooting 22.7% from three. That's a 40% shooter. If they can make threes and compete at the three-point line, they can extend the series. But, like, look, we've said it all year with the Warriors. At home, they're a monster. Well, they're at home tonight, and they should close this out. But also, nothing about this Warriors team makes sense this season. It's the weirdest <laughs> right. title defense I've seen. Like, I, I don't know what to right. make. So you could tell me, look, the Kings are going to win this in seven. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Zach, as a uh, Warriors fan, I'm just counting the victories. That's all. We need 13 more. That's all that's I'm all saying. Need, right? That's yeah, all we need. No matter how you get them. <laughs> We just need 13 wins. That's all I'm saying. Just a couple more minutes here with Zach Harper, NBA writer for The Athletic and also SiriusXM NBA radio host at Talk Hoops on Twitter. Um, As I sit here in the El Segundo Rich Eisen Studios, not too far from the Intuit Dome, home of the future Los Angeles Clippers, the way that it ended this week, obviously injuries to Paul George, injuries to Kawhi Leonard, Zach, the talk around Los Angeles his other team, the Clippers, is it about breaking this thing up? Because if you break it up, what do you go out and get? And what is there actually actually for you to obtain? What does Russell Westbrook do? I'm just sitting here. Can the Clippers ever compete, especially when you're opening up a new arena? It's a great question. I mean, look, I I don't know that you could get anything for Kawhi Leonard right now because of the injury history, right? Like right. you tell people he's going to be healthy. You could get the world for him, but you can't tell anyone he's going to be healthy. Your, your, your nose will start growing. Like you, you're just a liar, right? And so you can't do that. I think you could get something for Paul George, even with the injury history he has. I think that he's still a dynamic enough player on both ends. If you were going to shake things up, you could get something for him. Um, Russ, Russ is an interest, interesting situation because they can't offer him a lot. They don't have any cap space and they don't have his bird rights. So. He would have to take a discount to stay there, but he really found something that he was good for them after they acquired him. Um, and so that's something that they need to consider. I, the problem for the Clippers, and this is really an advantage for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's agents, is you're going to open that, state, that new arena around the time that these guys would need to be on new contracts. If I'm Kawhi Leonard's agent, I go, look, I know – I know my guys hurt all the time, but <laughs> you're gonna open that new new arena with Norm Powell and Marcus Morris as the stars? <laughs> like I don't think so. Like give me a new four year max or whatever, you know, whatever that ends up being. So the Clippers have some decisions to make. I think you run it back another year because the whole goal is can you keep these guys healthy in the playoffs? If you can, you think there's a title there or at least a title contention. We just don't see it, but I get it. Like you, it's the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over oh, and over, you get the same results. All right, Zach, got to let you go. Do we have multiple Game 7s on Sunday? We have one, or do we have none? Prediction time. We should always root for Game 7. So, yeah, (laughs) go Grizzlies, go Kings, get us some Game 7. Come on, man, you can't do that. You can't make me nervous as a Warriors fan. (laughs) Don't do that to me. What if I guarantee they win Game 7, which I can't because they're on the road. I'm sorry. All right. I I can do that. I'll live with that, especially with the other team possibly in a Game 7. Hey, appreciate the time, Zach. Thanks, Kirk. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's Zach Harper, the NBA writer for The Athletic, radio host on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Great follow as well on Twitter and Instagram at Talk Hoops. Yeah, man. Two game sevens. We could possibly have two game sevens on Sunday. I don't want that. That's as a Warriors fan. Nah, That's great. Don't want that. No, I don't. No, we got a basketball fan. We got a roof for game like seven. 
Yeah, we do because we don't have anything to watch on Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. We can watch golf, I guess. Yeah, we can watch golf. Yeah. Oh, like they're in Mexico. Today. Oh, in Mexico, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, coming back. Uh, we got some stuff with you, TJ, right? Coming yes, back? Indeed. We got a little digging a big ass grab bag today. Oh, big ass oh, grab bag today. Oh, yeah, TJ's yeah. grab bag today. Oh, All right, box? we get to the grab bag. We'll wrap things up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Coming up next, Kirk Borson here, filling in for Rich. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Ooh, I got a big uh, big weekend coming up, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you got the NFL draft, you know, the rounds four through seven. A lot of people don't care about I do, you know, because I have a vested interest when it comes to the draft. You know Some I mean? gems just, in there, man. Not only is it just gems in there, but, you know, every weekend throughout the college football season, I get a chance to go to different universities and you fall in love with a lot of the players and their stories, right? You're like, oh man, this kid, he was a you know former walk-on and he earned a scholarship. And then here's a kid, you know, there's some more stories out here in the NFL draft that you'll get a chance to learn about this weekend. And then next thing you know, they're part of your team. And then you got the undrafted players who will be getting picked up on Saturday. And next thing you know, the 2023 season is officially off and running. Man. We've already had the free agency period. We now have the draft period. Then we'll have uh, the mini camps. See your players uh, that you've just selected, and they're now team colors and team uniform numbers. It's always an exciting time. And then after all of that is said and done, we get ready to have a little break. Summer's finally here. And before you know it, we're in the end of July, and we're talking about football training camp. It happens way back. It's going to come Comes pretty quickly. Quick, like Ferris Bueller said. Yeah, so I'll watch, you know, obviously the draft knowing that after this, it's a kind of a cooling down period. It's this big buildup. The NFL draft is a big buildup. And then after it's over, you exhale for a little bit. Actually, 
A lot of guys take a break, go on vacation, like deep unplug. Detox. Because you've had to get information. You've been calling all the general managers and executives and trying to get little pieces to put out of information. Now that's all over with. Now it's all done. And we got rid of two stories this week, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. So those stories will not be talked about at Dawson. We're done with those. So what will be the new stories coming out of the NFL over the coming weeks after the draft? I know I've got an idea or two, but after that, it really is the focus of the NBA because now we're down to eight teams. Well, currently seven teams. We'll be down to eight at the end of this weekend. Either it's uh, two game sevens on Sunday or both teams will have one tonight in elimination. And now it'll be the final eight. And I'll be watching NBA every single day, every single day. I'll throw in some baseball, obviously playoff hockey is heating up as well. But the NBA has been a fun first couple weeks, but we'll see even more now when we got some storied franchises, man. This is where I'm looking now this weekend and I'm saying, gosh, it's all going to end at some point. I got to be lucky to watch. I'm, I'm lucky to watch these things kind of play out because I think to your point earlier, Brockman, I don't know who's going to win. I'm hoping my Warriors win again, but you can make a case for why all of these teams have an opportunity and it isn't new stories watching the Knicks be a part of it. Could the Celtics avenge last year's loss and win a championship? Can Kevin Durant get a, another championship without the Warriors? But with joining another big two or big three, if you want to call it, there's a lot that goes into it. And so I'm looking for that over the weekend. And also, too, I got to do some coaching. I think by Sunday, I am just going to kick my feet up and hopefully not have to watch a game seven. Smoke a cigar, do something. I just need to relax, man. <laughs> Get in the pool. Have some, have some man, it's like information <laughs> overload right now. Y'all guys ever have information overload? Oh, yeah. Where it's just like yeah. you're constantly, you look this, 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 and that. I mean, I was on spring break a couple weeks ago with the kids, and I'm still like the information is just still coming. And it's like I don't need information anymore. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. All right, so we know what you're rooting for. TJ, you're rooting for Game 7s. I'm yeah. rooting for Game 7s, too. Let's go. I want more. I need more. I need more hoops, baby. More. I'm solo this weekend. I want to plop my son right in front of the TV and say, this joy. <laughs> this is us. Let's go. <laughs> Popsicles. Let's rock. I love it. I love it. All right, man. What's up with, this, uh, with the grab bag? We got a grab bag? Let's do it. Let's do it. Fellas. What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? DJ's top <laughs> Yes, five. indeed. Like we always do at this time. Kaboom. Guess who stepped in the room? TJ. TJ here. Listen, you know, we've been talking a lot lately about Aaron Rodgers, right? And with yes, that Aaron Rodgers talk came a lot of age talk, right? We're talking about this guy's almost 40. Can he get it done? And, right. and, and I've said this on the show to you before, Chris, and just in private. I feel like sports has really messed up our view of age, Kirk. Like, we, we kind of think that people are old because they're old for a sport, but that don't make you old for life. life right. You know, 30 years old is not old, man. 40 years old is not old. 50 right. years old is not old, man. There's a lot of life ahead of you. So... The thing we always talk about with this is father time and how mm -hmm. you can't beat father time. Yeah. But I feel a few athletes have gone and done it. I feel there's a few athletes, more than a few actually, who have beaten father time. And I decided to reach into the big ass grab bag and I'm going to give you TJ's top five athletes that I believe did in fact defeat father time now coming uh -huh. in at number five we got nolan ryan okay the ryan oh. express oh. nolan ryan one of the greatest pitchers of all time from the ages of 40 to 44 
40 to 44 years old from 1987 to 91. Nolan Ryan, he won 61 games, lost 52. He had 1,234 strikeouts in those four years, including seasons where he had 270 Ks and 301 Ks. Now, he finished his, his last two years. I think he had five wins for those last two seasons. But in this stretch of time, I feel like Nolan Ryan looked father time in the face and threw it high and hard down the middle and father time took a swing and just whiffed on this one i think nolan ryan definitely defeated father time in my Uh, opinion three things i think of with nolan ryan number one uh obviously the fight with robin ventura that (laughs) that goes that is classic always that that, that also told you he beat father time because he was like the old dude beating up the young dude (laughs) just mopping him on the dome oh he was mopping him that's number one (laughs) my second all-time Nolan Ryan memory is that uh, growing up in the Bay Area, it was a big thing, the all-time stolen base record for Ricky Henderson, mm-hmm. where he goes out, he steals 939 to beat Lou Brock's record, and everybody was talking about Ricky Henderson all throughout that afternoon, and then Nolan Ryan threw a no-hitter that night, and everybody <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I always remember that as a kid. And then my last memory is that my mom actually went to see, watch Nolan Ryan. He threw a no-hitter against the uh, Athletics. And she always told me, Man, I, I saw a no-hitter tonight. It was like pretty cool. This is when no-hitters were a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when somebody had a no-hitter, everybody stopped what they were doing because it was a big deal. Now it's like, oh, this team, they had a combined no-hitter. It's, he threw a no It's like, it's not as... But he, Nolan Ryan made no-hitters cool. And he threw two in that amount of in that time span yeah. that we're talking about too two no no so Nolan Ryan like I said I think he took out father time now moving to number four when you think tennis the the average length of a tennis career is not that long I right. think somewhere around the 24 for women maybe 27 for men when you you kind of either leave the sport you kind of peak a little bit earlier in te- tennis but I mean this woman's the goat she's the greatest of all time and she definitely just hit father time with a few aces to uh win uh six love six love that's serena williams you know she turned 30 in 2011 wow and in that time until recently when she retired she went to 19 finals of major tournaments she won 12 including two doubles with venus so i think serena definitely just punked out father time and she she took father time out of the box um, coming to the number three, we got your guy. He's still doing it right now. 38 years old. No one in the history of basketball has done it like that. That's LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James. Come on. He's the all, he became the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA at 38. And, you know, this year he averaged 29, 29 points, eight boards, seven dimes. He's got his team in the playoffs. And to some, maybe he could lead them back to the finals. But... LeBron still has about five years left, Kirk. He ain't going five nowhere, man. I, I, I do believe five? he's going to want to play with his sons. We all know five? this. He's, I believe uh, so. I don't see whoa. LeBron, the way he takes care of his body, the things that he does. LeBron has definitely taken father time to the hole and just flushed on him. Like five? LeBron's, why not? You see him stopping anytime Ooh. soon? Yeah, about five. I mean, that's that's a long. It's going to be at least three for Bronny to get to the league, right? Yeah, I, so I understand that that part. But Bronny can be there in in another season after one more year because he's he'll be eligible. He has to be one do year. You feel removed like from high he's school. really ready though. I, I trust me, he's LeBron's son. If he some, wants to play, some, somebody's going to take him. Somebody's going to take him. All right, well, that's my guess. That's just my guess. I think LeBron's going to play to at least he's like I don't know. 42. I know it's not five, but whatever. Coming in at number three, we got Brockman's boy. This just makes the most sense. That's Thomas number Edward. Three. Number three. Great. I'm sorry, number two. Number two. I, I, two. I apologize. Yes. Tom Brady. Coming in at number two, look, you know, 
34 and 18 were the team record over his last three seasons with Tampa. 108 touchdowns, 33 picks. He also won the Super Bowl. He's going down as the greatest quarterback, if not the greatest football player of all time. Tom Brady definitely yeah. stared Father Time down as they were rushing up the middle, and he just dropped a dime to – he probably dropped a dime to Chris Brockman if he, he needed He won to. the MVP at 40. 40. Yes, and then he went out last year. I mean, he was 8-9, yeah. but he still finished with 25 touchdowns and nine picks. Set I mean, two NFL records last year. Yeah, I mean, It was unheard of for a quarterback to play, uh, play in his 40s. Like, yes. Quarterback in his 40s, like, wow, quarterback in his 40s. He set the mark now that quarterbacks now say, I know I can play into my 40s because I know what it looks like. He's he's done that. Yeah, and, and he's an anomaly. We keep talking about Chris, if Karen Rodgers played at 45 or can this guy or that guy. Tom Brady's an anomaly. He don't come around often. You're not yeah. going to see this very often because not many people can do it. Tom Brady did it. Tom Brady beat Father Time. And coming in number one, you might be like, well, who's number one? Well, I look at it like this. You know, those are all sports that you rely on teammates, except for tennis. Of course, you're out there by yourself. But to me, an athlete... To beat Father Time, you really have to get physical with Father Time. You got to put your hands on Father Time and kind of ragdoll him. And nobody did that more than Big George Foreman. Ah. 45, almost 46 years of age. This man went out and won the heavyweight boxing title of this world. And in doing so, when he beat Michael Moore in 1994, people might not know, he broke three records. He became the oldest man to ever win the heavyweight title. He celebrated the longest time between the first and second title reign, which was, I believe, 20 years between reigns. And he also was the biggest age difference between a champion and a challenger for the heavyweight title. You know, Big George stood there and he waited all fight. If you remember this fight, he just one two Michael Moore right down the middle. He took a lot of punishment. He took a lot of hits. But George knew what he was doing. And he finally put Michael Moore away with that just bang, bang, bang. And he became the heavyweight champion. And Jim Lampley with one of the great calls of all time when he went, it happens. It gives me chills just (laughs) thinking about this fight. And that's why I think because he had to go out there and physically put his hands on another man who was much younger. I believe that's why George Foreman gets my number one rank as the athlete who defeated Father Time. And of course, I'm always interested to hear what everybody else thinks. Yeah, I mean, are, are you uh, part of the publicity team for the new George Foreman movie? Well, that's the other thing. You know, we had <laughs> we, did you get a little cut? Thing, we had Chris Davis coming. We had Chris Davis who portrays George Foreman. He was in studio okay. this week, uh-huh. and that kind of helped me kind of come Shake to that this. conclusion I that, like, you. 45. He was only Miss 46, Kurt. Right. Playing, not playing a game, but boxing you don't play boxing man it's physical it's violent and he okay. went out there at that age and did something no one else could do so um for me uh what about especially watching this past masters what about phil mickelson i mean dude's 51 still getting it and hanging with the young dudes man i'm just saying i'm looking at his resume He's also defeated Father Time a little bit. When you look at a dude finishing second in the Masters yes, sure. and some of these young guns, I watch Full Swing on Netflix. He out there playing with the, he playing with the young dudes, right? Uh, That's an interesting one. You know, Phil's the oldest it. oldest winner of a major ever. Correct. He won the PGA two years ago. Is that not what is the, the definition and, of being? Uh, you it? know, kind of. A, he had an amazing weekend at Augusta <laughs> to finish second. That's not bad. Golf's a little, no, you know, little less no. strenuous on your yeah. body. I mean, okay, I, I, well, can't, I could, never, I could never put Phil over George Foreman. Because like, Tiger Woods is whooping Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger, Father Time is whooping Tiger Woods bad. Well, and I know it was some injuries. I know it was also like... I, he but, almost died in a car accident. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it is whooping him up too, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. 
Well, like I said, that, those are just a few. Like there's that. this many more. You know, Phil Necro, he did a good job. Yeah. Nancy Lieberman, she made her, she came back and played. I think she was 46. You know, Yarmir Yager, former Pittsburgh Penn feller, he was playing at what, 47? 40, yeah, he's, he's still he's playing. Still playing. Yeah. You know, Satchel Page came in late. You know, Roger Federer still doing did it at an older age. But those, yeah, you know, I those just, are my five. I, I still think that, you know, Tom Brady still could have played. He just walked away because, hey, I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Brady really could have still been one of the top quarterbacks. He could be getting ready like, for this season. He could be. Well, you give it to Baker Mayfield. So Good, man. All right, dude. I like that one. I like that one, man. All right, man. I appreciate y'all giving me the floor Kirk, this week. We last couple days, pleasure, brother. Yes, I, it's always I great to have my you. My family, here, my cousins. Hey, I appreciate y'all, Jason, Brock, TJ, the herbal essence over there. With all the- <laughs> that is smelling <laughs> good. Man, right there. I appreciate Rich for coming on today. Appreciate Brooks Cabina from the Houston Chronicle. Our guy Zach Harper as well. This has been a blast.